Hello, 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 family, and welcome back to another amazing edition of Kingdom Goals, Season 1, Episode 5, what I'm calling the original episode, (laughs) the one that in my mind should have already been, but in God's time was meant for right now. This episode is entitled Protection, and thank you, Heavenly Father, that your time is always right. (laughs) Please continue, Holy Spirit, and allowing me to marvel at this truth. Now, family, seriously, though, on today's episode, uh, I initially was supposed to be doing it last week, but for those of you who checked out uh, episode four, Correction, I hope it truly blessed you and uh, was just really edifying to you. Um, So for today's episode, though, We'll look to discuss the state of our mental and spiritual health and the role that both play today, right in this moment and beyond, on our overall well-being. We will also be looking at and defining ways in which we can ensure that while we're all rightfully keeping up with the race to protect our overall health during this time, we don't neglect our equally and vitally important responsibility in caring for our mental and spiritual needs as well. But as always, before we jump into this conversation, let's look at the news headlines from this past week. Now I'm going to give a disclaimer here, one of several in today's episode, but this is going to be a little heavy, uh, very heavy on so much of the tragic news that took place during this past week's cycle. So if you want to, you can skip on over it, but if not, roll with me for a little bit. So, again, another disclaimer here. (laughs) I want to make it absolutely clear that the aim of Kingdom Goals is never to bemoan or berate one side of politics, people, or religion, nor is it to propagate hate, rhetoric, or vile views of any kind. However, it was almost impossible not to be moved to share grief and insanity insightful anger as we all watched the very fabric of humanity and humility deteriorate once again right before our very eyes this week around the country. First up was the video obtained by NBC News which showed an elderly man who we now know as Rex Gomel of Linden, Michigan walking into a Dollar Tree store exchanging what appears to be a few words with the female employee of the facility and in turn walking over to her and proceeding to wipe his nose on the sleeve of her shirt. And what was her crime you ask? Well, she simply requested that Mr. Gomel put a mask on while in the store. In following, and rightly so, with the state's mandate for Michiganders to wear masks in publicly enclosed spaces, such as grocery stores or anywhere where food is sold. And her punishment for this was the snotty-nosed remnant of a man that was totally apart from himself. I think he was coming in from a really hard day or a hard week or maybe even a hard month. Um, But (laughs) let me just say this. Now, honestly, this took me to some places that I have not ventured into in quite some time. Believe me, family, I love, absolutely love the aged to pieces. 
I know they are the true jewels and bedrock of any strong and impactful community. However, Mr. Gomel, in the words of my Georgia homie, little Scrappy, he would have had them pause on him. And when I say pause, I mean the groups, the squads pause. I mean, my husband's pause would have been on him. Uh, you know, my children would have put some pause on him. Even my mama, all the way up in upstate New York, would have had some pause truly extending through down here into Georgia. <laughs> we would have all made all kinds of news cycles that day. But in choosing to live for Christ, and not like the OG I once was. I digress. Who saw? In any event, the footage went viral, as can be imagined. And according to Milwaukee's Fox 6 News Now, as of Tuesday, Gomel had been arrested, arraigned, and formally charged with assault and battery of the store employee. Justice served. Okay, now again, in Michigan, I just want to reiterate, the governor, Ms. Gretchen Whitmer, has taken aggressive action to mitigate the rate of infection from the coronavirus in her state. According to Michigan's own ABC 13, one such mandate requires everyone working at or entering a grocery store or any other enclosed public space where food is sold to wear a mask that covers both their mouth and nose whenever possible. And now, this brings me to another, but immensely more horrific story out of Michigan as well. This was absolutely one of the most senseless and tragic stories of this week. So according to both USA Today and CNN, reports state that Mr. Calvin Munnerlin, who is a Michigan Family Dollar security guard, a husband, who his wife says was a loving, kind-hearted man and father to their eight children, was fatally shot in the back of the head. Munnerlin, in also following Michigan's statewide mandate of wearing face coverings in enclosed public spaces, told a young lady with her mother that she would need a face mask in order to enter the store. A verbal confrontation then ensued and ended with the two women leaving the store. But according to reports, it would be about 20 minutes later when the mother, now identified as Charmel Teague, her daughter, husband, and son went back to the store where Mr. Munnellin had just asked them to put on a mask or leave. And Teague's husband, Larry, and son, Ramonier Bishop, confronted Munnellin for what they called was being disrespectful to their wife and mother. After this, and this is the hard part, y'all. After this, Teague's own son, Mr. Bishop, shot Munnerlin execution style. Heartless, cruel, and senseless were the words echoed by Mr. Munnerlin's widow in reference to his murder. Oh, gosh. Prayers go out to the family for that. Definitely. Lord, lift them up. And yet again, in other news, as many I know have been just caught up, just raptured in this story, um, it's completely rocked the nation to its core, is the heinous murder of 25-year-old Georgia jogger, Mr. Ahmed Aubrey. Now, this story has been thrusted back into the media spotlight after what would seem like two and a half months of complete and utter silence. 
The now infamous video footage that emerged this week of the deadly confrontation between Aubrey and two men, Gregory McMichael, a former law enforcement officer, and his 25-year-old son, Travis McMichael, has many in an uproar. According to Newsweek, the video began circulating online earlier this week and immediately sparked calls for action from local and state government leaders and celebrities, as well as presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. Now, family, I must admit, I have not seen the video personally, nor will I be watching it. I honestly fear that it will just color a page in our human history that has already been repeated far too many times in the over-policing, abuse, and systemic neglect that continues to plague many institutions across America. The inconvenient truth here is that this is a system, right? Systemic sadly institutionally systemic and it has no regard for equity because it's cyclically corrupt actions are conveniently seen as inconsequential. Mr. Arby would have been 26 years old yesterday so my blessings and prayers of great comfort go out to his family and loved ones. And family, so it is that with the jaws of a menacing viral pandemic ever presently trying to close in on all aspects of our daily lives, from the metered as well as chaotic forms in which social distancing, the statistics and constant projections of national infection and death rates, to some states choosing to reopen their economies now, while others make the truly hard decision to remain shut down, is there anyone looking around and kind of asking yourself, how did we get here? Or why now? Why at this point? At a time in human history where everything from commerce, technology, economy, and various facets of advancement in the U.S. and around the globe has never, in what many estimate, ever been so good. How could all of this be happening after all of that? As the news headlines of this week begin to further highlight a new wave and great rise in hate, violence, racism, classism, and as my professor used to say, all the isms, how do we make sense of it all? How can we wrap our minds and spirits around so much confusion and senseless destruction? When will it end? Will we be okay? What future will our kids have? How will we all navigate through such trying times? And will we come out stronger in the end or even come out at all? Questions I'm sure many of us have already asked ourselves or have been asking ourselves lately. But here's another question for you. What if I were to ask you, when was the last time you discussed your mental or spiritual health in prayer? or even just with one other person, since the normal we once knew has now ended, what would you say? Many of us, and this is completely inclusive of myself as well, we do a great job at fueling, primping, prepping, and curating our bodies. And when done in balance, this is a winning and immensely vital construct of our natural lives. But how many times a day do we look after, exercise, or especially feed our minds and spirits? 
If you're like most individuals, Christian and non-Christian alike, there's no judgment here. The daily responsibilities of life, love, and living can almost sap you completely dry. We barely have enough left to give others, much less ourselves, in a day, week, or maybe even in a month. You may fit in a workout, a meal-replacing smoothie, or even a nutrient-packed, super-juiced kale and spinach fruit drink from time to time. Maybe a text here, a DM there, and before you know it, you're off to the races again. But making room in your day for intentional quiet time, I mean prayer, meditation, or essential reading, (laughs) may be completely absent from your daily routine. The truth is, family, that no matter how or how much we try to care for our bodies, if we are not equally caring for our minds and spirits, our best efforts are futile and done in vain. In my book, The Wind and the Weight, Key Strategies to Thriving in Process and Possessing Your Promise, I dissect the reasons why most of us have a hard time thinking of and caring for our minds and in turn detail the ways in which we can start this vital process, especially during times of prolonged waiting. As we begin to see the moral fiber of our society continue to erode, and more so even now when coupled with the panic and pressure that the coronavirus has placed on people all around the world, is it truly surprising that at a time where we should all be arm in arm embracing our strengths helping to carry each other's weaknesses, and fighting for a greater future, what we have instead seen are fits of enticed and incited rage and anger, murder, mayhem, microaggressions, and asinine arguments over how many lives are worth losing as to not lose the consumerist society many fought to win and lead. Is it truly any surprise how we ended up here? Among a host of other things, one major point that COVID-19 has illuminated to those studious enough to pay attention is that the haves and the have-nots don't live too far away from one another in America. In biblical times, God crowned the Israelites as his first chosen people. He gave them directives, edicts, and parameters that would not only govern their daily way of life, but that would serve to create, sustain, and ordain a thriving culture amid the chaos and confusion of the one always surrounding them. You see, God's desire was the same then as it truly is now, to build strong people from the inside out, ones who were made in his own image, to have these people build strong families, and to have these families ultimately build and bridge the strongest communities, You see, community was and is everything in the kingdom of God. From the beginning of Adam and Eve's lives to Jesus and the 12 apostles, communion, correction, protection, and community worked as one. Now, many of you must have heard stories either from grandparents, parents, or even seniors you've known in passing who talk about their lives growing up back in the day. You know how if they were caught by the neighbor or the teacher or the church preacher doing something they shouldn't have been doing, then mama, aunties, fake aunties, cousin Momo, and the whole block would know about it. 
And with their parents gleaming permission, they would give them a piece of their mind, amongst other things. <laughs> or if their mama or daddy needed some milk or sugar, they would send them next door to Miss Thelma's house to get some. I'm talking about the kinds of communities that many of us have never seen, much less have experienced in our own lifetime. With the reach of technology and other metropolitan advancements, opportunities of industry, education, and entrepreneurship, an individual's life began to take on very new, enticing, and for many, filially destabilizing consequences. Moving away from house, home, and family became the new norm for many, and the once solid foundations of extended and communal family chains teetered in the balance. Now, in no way am I saying that pursuing better life opportunities is a crime, but what I am asking us to consider is what price do we equate as being too expensive to pay in order to chase our dreams, but lose touch with and sight of those who stood up and laid the groundwork for us to be everything we believe we need to. Listen, it never fails. The more attached a man or woman gets to things, to money, to greed, power, and influence, the greater their motivation and reliance is on self. Some have exed family and friends out the way in pursuit of what they believe will be their happiness. Forsaken mom, dad, children, and especially God to acquire resources and yet deny the source of all great and perfect things himself. Again, it never fails. Take a look back on the course of human history at any major juncture in culture. Wherever God was left out, the devil crept in. Wherever people began to rely too heavily on their own thoughts, understanding, and erroneously egotistical wisdom, the earth would groan, moan almost, and ultimately find a way to reject the imbalance, literally claw its way back into realignment with our creator's intended purposes, and in turn disturb the not-so-status quo of man. I mean, it's like buying a brand new Lexus Jeep and driving it straight off the lot and directly off a cliff because you think it's a submarine. So you ultimately got an awesome gift, but in not knowing or valuing its proper function, you not only ended up losing it, but in the process, you lost your life too. Honestly, family, I know this is a bit heavy and a bit much right now, but I just got to speak it from the heart. The truth is that every time we buy into the lie that what we have, how we have, or why we have makes us who we are, that is exactly what we're doing. Our truest protection will never be found in what we acquire or what we carry, for it is eternally sealed only in the gift of Christ. Many people Americans included, are walking around now mad, on edge, and literally on the verge of breaking the weeks of new regulations, mandates, facts, fiction, fear, and uncertainty has driven many to begin relieving their stresses and releasing their angst on others. 
Some, as we've seen, with dire, violent, and deadly consequences. And needing to find a space or a place to direct all these feelings, many have wrongfully misdirected them at humanity itself. And instead of going out and buying a Glock, as many have already, in order to fill a false sense of protection against the spread of vast destruction, what we all need is to consult, as I call it, the actual weapon of mass instruction. Honestly, family, we couldn't see a way out of this ourselves if we all tried on our own. There isn't enough human knowledge or willpower in the world to overcome what we are all now facing. The only way through this is to be led to the one who already knew this, and that's our God. His word, will, and way are truly all the weapons we will ever need. It contains everything and anything we could ever need, want, or crave in the way of protection and direction. It not only details the lives and trials of other individuals who have contended with the world, their faith, family, and even themselves, but it also gives us perfect instruction on the ways in which we can do the same and emerge victorious. Like our bodies and muscles, our brains, mind, and spirits require consistent and intentional training. Think of it as a workout, if you will. Just as our bodies and our physical muscles can become flabby, fatigued, forgetful, and flaccid, so can our minds and spirits. However, the same way in which we can improve or literally pump up, work out, and ultimately regain strength in our bodies and muscles from the help of great foods and exercise, the same is true of our minds and spirits. Let's end with this. For the next seven days, I want you to try, just simply try, to carve out at least three minutes, right? To pause, praise, and pray. I'm going to say that again. For the next seven days, I want you to just simply try to carve out at least three minutes to pause, praise, and pray. One minute to pause and reflect on the goodness of the Lord, if even just simply for allowing you to see the new day dawn. One minute to praise God for his goodness in and over your life, for health, strength, and his promise of prospering you in all seasons, no matter what the current one appears to be. And one final minute to pray and ask our Heavenly Father, our good, good Father, to continue to cover you, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your friends, colleagues, and the world, to ask the Lord to direct your steps and increase and use you for his great glory. Now, family, just three minutes for seven days. Try this. And I guarantee you, your life will never, ever be the same again from there. Try it. Let the Lord show you who he is again and who he forever will be. For he changes not. I want to thank you again, family, for joining me on this edition of Kingdom Goals. I pray that the love and glory of God continue to shine upon you and that you will join me next time. Same time, same place and by God's amazing grace. Until then, 
This is Jessica Zarita Wilson saying take care and be blessed. Peace.